Hello guys and welcome to the final uh, Sniper Ops Kick Slash Kicking Mustang podcast of 2018. Um, I am here at Mustang Towers with some of my closest sniper operative teammates and people who I'm very proud to call my friends. And we're having a bit of a Christmas gathering here. Um, I'm here with Brad from Norway, RDX Tactical, Alpha QQ, Yo. Uh, Phil, otherwise yeah. known as Nornork, uh, Operative Foxy, Smithy, and Peter, Silent Suppressor, Zaki. Um, so there's eight of us in here today. Hopefully, it's not going to get too chaotic as we move through the podcast. I've put up, um, I've put up requesting questions as normal. I've put them up on the my YouTube channel and also in the Sniper Ops group. If you're not in the Sniper Ops group and you are interested in uh, ghillie sniping, sneaking, and crafting your own concealment system. Please go and check that out at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash sniper operations. Um, so as usual, I'm going to start off with some news. We just had a little bit of discussion before we started the show. It's a little bit thin on the ground on news this month. Um, we've got three pieces of news. First of all, we have got some uh, new non-black, non-blowback pistols on the market. Most prominently, it's probably the ICS. Now, is this, guys, is this a Makarov? It's Makarov, yeah. Russian sort of stealthy pistol, a lot of Bond films, but PBK still used today like by most special forces as well. Do we know? Because as sniper options, we love, we love um, non-blowback pistols. They're quiet. You can put a suppressor on it, and because there's no moving parts, it allows us to have those super, super sneaky kills um, that we specialise in. Do we know anything about the mechanisms or the system that this new ICS non-blowback Makarov is using at all? I mean, the suppressor has got all of, it's got integrated baffle systems on it. It's aluminium as well. I saw the picture. Mm-hmm. Aluminium, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Interesting. Engineered. So we're super interested to try that out. Um, obviously, most of us, I think all of us, use the Tokyo Marine Mark 23. I've used that for <coughs> eight years now, I think. I think we've all used it as our staple sidearm. Um, so... It's, it's the one we all go to, so that's the benchmark. If you can see how it compares to that. Um, other news: I've hit 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube. Thank you very much to everybody for the support uh, on the channel. It's been an incredible year of growth, and I appreciate everybody who's given me support um, on that one. And we had one third piece of news: it is the SRS Buckings. We have finally got hold of them, and we have finally tested the new gen. SRS Buckings. Foxy is um, has been tested in Foxy. How have you got on with the new SRS Buckings? I found it's been incredibly accurate and easy. How do they compare to the Maple Leaf Buckings? Um, Would you swap your Maple Leaf Buckings for the SRS Buckings? I've used the Super Bucking in my SRS for nearly most of this year. And um, I think the SRS Bucking is easy to install for the non-tech OFA person. Okay. Um, but I think I may switch back to the super bucking. Did you put the bucking into a fast hop chamber or a standard chamber? I've tried both. Um, it was better for me in the stock chamber because it's easier to get a seal because the stock chamber just seals yeah. instantly and easier. And when people are buying the new SRS, they come with this bucking standard, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, right. it's 2018 version. It's We're doing 2018 version. Seals on Gen 3. No, it's not Gen 3, it's 2018, 2018 version. Oh. There's no Gens, it's 2016, 2017, 2018 version. Yeah, okay. So, okay. Is the S- can we say yet, with this new bucket, <coughs> is the SRS the best out of the box? At the end of 2018, can we say the SRS is the best out of the box sniper rifle? I think so, so out of the box. Out of the box, it's, it comes with a heavier piston, <coughs> it comes with the um, decent buckings, it's just, it still needs tweaking. Yeah. It still needs tweaking. Does the hop still needs a tweak, does it? Still yeah, needs yeah. Good. The whole gun just needs just needs that little piston as well. Piston's a bit. Yeah. It's all right. You got to make sure you keep stretching the skirt out. Yeah. So it seals because it's too hard. Of but are, are we too? Too thinking. Are we too? too no, we too just critical. want it right. Mm. We just want it right. So if you're saying for the average airsofter, they could have a real shit gun if they don't know what to do. Mm. Mm. They won't be happy. 
they'll complain. But would they notice? But if they spend yes. a couple of minutes on it. Yeah. But it's certainly a good one. But you still need to tweak it. We've had some cool it's questions coming up, mm. and I think we've had some questions relating to that coming up from my community and the Snipers community. Um, relating to that, so perhaps we can touch on that in a bit. So as usual in the podcast, I've taken a whole bunch of questions from people and we're going to try and answer these. This is the most number of people I've had on a podcast before. Um, Hopefully we will get everyone in and we'll all be able to hear what everyone's got to say and we should have a diverse and interesting uh, bunch of opinions here. There's a lot of expertise in the room and hopefully um, we'll be able to answer everyone's questions. Um, (laughs) Mr. Nobody on YouTube kicks things off with a question that says, what would you say your best moment of this year would be? Let's try and keep it short because we've got eight of us in the room. Let's start off with Peter Zaki. We're going to go anti-clockwise. Peter, what's your best moment of 2018? For me, the best moment was shooting you on the sniper of Sealand. Yeah, that was my (laughs) worst moment. I was shot in the arse in the most recent (laughs) sniper ops. I was in a hide for... Must have been three hours, and I crept out. And if I'd have stayed there another sixty seconds, I probably would have shot Peter. But instead, Peter shot me in the ass. And I tell you what, that was a great moment. Well done, for me too. I have to say France. France is always a decent, uh, decent event. At the Bear's Head. Yeah. Was there any particular yeah, moment at the Bear's Head? It's just the the amazing long shots because you're up on the side of the mountain yes. and just punching in long shots right out there <coughs> and they just flow right across the, the mountains right. to the other sides and yeah. stuff. It's well, obviously not from mountain to mountain, but off the side of the mountain across, yeah, taking out the vehicles and just, yeah, it's just so fun. many great moments of that Bears Head yeah. event. It's yeah, hard it's to really, the rescue one. was a great moment where it was all like on the radios and yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was hardcore yeah. actually. So Foxy, would you say France is your moment of the of that's, the year that's as well? Close second for me personally was obtaining my green patch by doing the first ever Star Fox event. Yes. So <laughs> good moment. Yeah, I came second by half a point to the fine gentleman on <laughs> there. Yeah. Well but I think they deserve to win that game. They yeah, play well. Play well. Norman, what about you? What's your been your moment of the year? My moment of the year. Well, that's a difficult one. So great events all year. What about your mag stats? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's there soft. Yeah. Surely that must, that must be a great feeling seeing us all using oh, yeah. your mag yeah. stats. Yeah, all them out. Um, yeah, I've done a lot a lot of tweaks for those. Um, for people who don't know, Nornick, um he produces a, a piece of equipment that we add to our Mark 23 mags. Mark 23 mags are known for sticking. They're, they're double fed. And after a little while, the springs are quite weak and that they, the, they, they can get stuck and get jammed when you most need them. What um, Norman has done is created a, a, um, a, a piece of equipment that you sl- slip into your uh, magazines and it turns it from a double to a single stack mag. It's got a strong spring and it stops them jamming. Really cool innovation and most of us using those. So well done for Norman for getting those out and they're available in Skirmshop. Go and yeah. buy Phil's merchandise. <laughs> Cheers. Um, <laughs> Uh, moving around, Alex, Alpha Pupu. Do you have any good moments this year? Uh, I've got my green patch as well, which was awesome. Well done. Hallelujah. Um, I think Bear's Head, and I yeah. think really um, when me and the cheetah, who's uh, on Instagram as well, Belgian Polish star user. Yeah. Well, he no, he had his VSR, and I just lit up a full squad with him taking out the peripherals on the top of the moat because I thought we were really done for um, silently ninja them up good and proper nice. so um, yeah that whole event was just, just stellar weekend the whole, whole road trip apart from time. being really hot and dying in the in the mid 30s <laughs> yeah. yeah I think 34 oh yes that's cool yeah. Uh, yeah I think my favourite part of this year was actually when we went and did the um, longer game, James, and uh, you got the the tag launcher moment on camera of those four players when yeah. you, you named it as a mortar, yeah, and I took those four players we out. Shot of the tag. That, was, that was good. That was I think that was better than when you killed us all. With yeah. The door. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was sad to well that. <laughs> and and Brad over here. Brad has come all the way from Norway to join us for. The Sniper Ops Christmas party. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Brad, you are originally from England, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you live out in Yeah. 
Um, if you if you um, have seen my video on YouTube, Operation Green Mist, Brad was with me. Um, that part where I shot the guy uh, in the nether regions yeah. from, from up close, he was with my squad at that point. Yeah, like, about oh, 50 metres behind you. But, yeah. Amazing for you to invite me to that event. Yeah. It was great. What, what was your moment of 2018? France was obviously really good just to meet the sniper ops, you know, core group. But, um, you know, when, when you came over for Green Mist, for example, it was like intense rain, probably the heaviest rain I've ever played in. Tough conditions. And we were, we were able to like still make maneuvers through the rain and, and take out vehicle patrols with basically a, a two to three man team mm. at some points. And that was just. Uh, just with our Mark 23. Just with pistols, well. taking out fully armored vehicles with, uh, you know, six guys in there, armed to the teeth. Put on like CAG reenactors, and it was uh, really intense just to be able to do that kind of stuff. So that was like, it was, it was that was sort of skill and stealth was our main yes. weapon. So, uh, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie, I was quite daunted to go out there and just use the pistol. The, the pistol. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh god, I'm gonna get and those skilled players there, there's guys who've done military service out there and, and oh, well, well drilled players. But to go out there with you guys and to see you all utilizing the Mark 23s. And to, yeah, it was, it was a great event. Yeah, it was yeah. a stunning place. And it's a shame the rest of the group here weren't able to attend that, but it, like, there's always a future, and, uh, definitely. Well, hopefully this year we can do a yeah, sniper uh, event out there and do milsims out there because the train out there, the train is beautiful, boys. like beautiful. It's up there with the, the train at the bear's head. So yeah. that was a cool question from Mr. Nobody Good on job. YouTube. Thank you for that question. We've got a bunch more, so let's move through these. <clears throat> Um, this is a really, this is quite a deep question actually from Nicholas Exley who um, asks, with the rise in popularity in the Sneaky Leaf playstyle, how can we help site owners and marshals to evolve, involve us in the games more effectively? What game scenarios work best to involve dedicated snipers which won't piss oh, off regular AEG players? I think this is actually a really good question because we were having this discussion recently about a local site which we really enjoy playing at, but we kind of <coughs> get this this hunch that our play style is starting to upset some of the local players. Not through any, and not it's not their fault, it's not our fault, but it's just our play style of being very, very sneaky can upset these people. So to this question from Nicola Exley is actually quite poignant with us for the moment. And I think, <clears throat> Peter, you've touched on that recently in this discussion. Do you, um, do you think there's any particular game, game that shouldn't be played or they should play that um, would best utilise snipers in a gameplay that won't be upsetting more regular game players? Yeah, you, we, they sh probably should have separate objectives for snipers, so so to direct them away from the regular skirmishers, to to give them opportunity to move and and some other goals than mm. just shooting other people. I think, it's, I think the, the movement. I think movement is key. If you as, as snipers, if we are able just to sit in camp and the enemies come to us. In, we know as when we play our sniper ops games, sniper on sniper, we know that if you move, that's when you get spotted. If we, if, as snipers, if we sit and don't move, we're not going to get spotted, and we are a nightmare to play against. And that's that's going to be the key, I think, for sites. If you want to involve snipers or want to keep snipers um, not upsetting the other players, you've got to stop them camping. And to do that, you've got to give them objectives and keep yeah. people moving. Games, Instead of banning things yeah. from us, so like trousers and, and heavy BBs or something yeah. like that, yeah. Just yeah. give us some other objectives to make us move, make us yeah. sneak around, not just hide. We are we are experts at hide and seek, and if we are hiding, good luck trying to find us. Does it really does it really matter if if the objectives mean that the players have to move around? Then the snipers they they, they there's no real incentive for them to camp and to just sit in an ambush. Mm. Um, and as Smithy said, things like fallback games, they should be avoided. Yeah. They just upset people. We can play, if we're playing yeah. a defend game, we're, we've got our ghillie suits on and silent yeah. guns, it's a nightmare to play against. It's, it's demoralising for players. Mm. I just think avoid those kind of uh, colour by numbers airsoft games mm. and make sure there's just objectives that keep them The thing moving. is, people in these rush games, they keep them coming back to the same spot all the yeah. time. They're not mixing up yeah. the game. And then they start getting upset and that's when people yeah. get grumpy. I think it's a great question. I don't think there's an easy answer. I don't think there's a, an easy solution. You can't ban anything. You can't. You, you can't restrict anything. You've just got to 
keep people moving and make people make the games objective. Play some games where the teams can win the snipers as mercenaries. Yeah, force multiply. Yeah. That's a really good. That yeah. I've always enjoyed. Really good to win the mercenaries. They win. They win a point. So they win the snipers. The marshals have copies of the snipers, and they say, "What well, you go to this objective?" Yeah. Make it difficult. You're now on X, so you're you on have to protect like, your guys. No, no and it really does That's work. Um, Bull Sniper um, from Spain asked the question: What do you like of airsoft in Spain, and what things didn't you like? Um, and perhaps that actually, shall we spread this out? What I think we've all played in Europe this year. So we've all played in Europe and the UK. What things do we like in the UK versus things in Europe? For me. Um, I found in Europe there's a lot less moaning from players and I think the, the skill level is much higher. Perhaps that goes down to there's a lot of European players have done military service. That could probably have a lot to do with it. It's um, more honour. Perhaps, yeah. Mm. Um, perhaps. So that's from my, my perspective. Brad, you're a, you're a, yeah. you've played both areas heavily, Norway and Europe. What, what do you think? What do you like about UK airsoft uh, versus Norwegian airsoft? The pace of game is just slower uh, in Norway, entirely slower. Um, the skirmish sort of mindset is not so much there. You don't have the speed of a skirmish. Um, the people are carrying on from their, their training in the military. So generally, uh, SLT has an age restriction of 18 years old before you can play in Norway. So you're really getting the 18 year olds in then, and they've done their you know five months of military service. So they're just kind of carrying on from what they know from their training. Um, and so they don't they don't know the speed soft or they don't know the skirmish speed um, and they run in quickly die and come back in again that, that mentality is not there so they're playing uh, like a squad they're playing one life is their only life obviously they get medics and whatever else the game rules are um, so they treat it like that and the environment is slower it's more dangerous so um, I mean, when I noticed the game we when I came to play Green Mist in Norway the respawn was a long way away you were hit out and you couldn't get medics it was a it was a trek to get back to yeah it, you really your life was precious out there you were taken out there's a lot more penalty for poor play um in general so you know um you might only have one medic for five guys so if your medic goes down then the whole team is effectively compromised as well and, and every step you make is you know you've got to calculate whether that's worth the risk yeah. and um and that has been bred into the player the moment they start, um, and I guess that carries through. You're less likely to get upset with other people because you know everyone is treating it more seriously. So there's there's that less confrontation and that front that I guess is more obvious in the UK. Yeah, I've certainly noticed that. Um, Adriano and Alpha Pupi, have you can you uh, add anything to that? Having especially from having played in France this year. A lot of bloody twins there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I think you're right there completely because um, when me and Cheetah ambushed that squad, there was there was no bitterness. It was, they were almost you know were like saluting you for actually getting the drop on some on some of them, even though it, we took out five people there in that particular occasion. Do you think this comes down to people doing military service? That in it's just a, I think it's just a bit of honour. I mean, if I, if you if we roll back. Ten plus years of airsoft. If someone got you, if someone got you really well, you'd be like, "That's brilliant," because it makes it it's part of the game. It's fun. It was there just wasn't the the mentality that there is today back then. It, like even in even when, I, when, even when I was younger in Italy, it's completely different. Foxy, can you add anything to this? It's just generally, like European players always seem to like play as teams. Where mm. skirmishers in the UK, they're there for the Four, five, six hours of fun, and they're just like a massive group of individuals running around. No, that's yeah. a good point. And it's like yeah. just all the individuals. Sometimes they bounce off each other, but yeah. it's just individuals on the game. It's yeah. just real life card. Maybe skirmish is just more common in the UK. More people yeah. are playing it. It's just maybe wider spread, so you're getting a wider spread. More. I, I don't know how cultures change. I think airsoft cultures changed a little bit. Yeah, I think. Gary's Gary's right. I think obviously, the other thing is the events we are going to in Europe this year, or well, the ones I've been to, have been organised mill sims or more specialist events. So maybe it's not fair to compare them to a UK <laughs> skirmish, which we do every weekend. Two specialist no. events that we've travelled to that uh, were. I don't know about that. In Hungary, there is no skirmish at all. Uh, it was the first time I heard of it that I came over to the UK. 
Yeah. So it's it, it might be a UK thing. Yeah, potentially yeah. because it's like a just a Sunday Sunday afternoon stroll for yeah. some of these people. It's, it's just a hobby, isn't it? Well, another, there is another reason. Do that but but it's, it's, it's it's it would be considered as a meals uh, game. That, that's the average game over there. I think the so skirmish squad baseline. And yeah, the skirmish baseline I think is based upon the Yukara system as well because you have to go to a skirmish to prove your way in that to airsoft. So I think that is one of the reasons why legally the main core, instead of saying it's airsoft, because airsoft is the sport, they classify it so widely so that you know you can fulfil those legal requirements yeah. really. I think that's the other reason. One of okay, let's move on to a different question. One of the most common questions I have had this year mostly on my YouTube channel from uh, players, is what is a good sniper rifle for a beginner? Um, I have an opinion on this. It might surprise some people, but I reckon we can move around the room and let's keep it short and sharp, these answers. Let's start with Brad. I could probably have a guess at what Mr. OnMyMK.com is going to say, but Brad, what is the best beginner sniper gun? For the uh, people on audio, probably won't see it but on stream. There's a, uh, there's only one master race. And there is only one. <laughs> it's uh, the Mark 23. It's the easiest out of the box sniper rifle you can buy today. Uh, performance is is nigh unbeatable. You know, without heavy investment, pistol just works and it does everything your sniper rifle needs to do. Has the silence, has the accuracy. Has the efficiency, so but it's just a pistol, it's just a pistol, but, but it's still chucks them out there it's a sniper accurately and yeah, quietly. Yeah, sure. a sniper <laughs> rifle in a package with no minimum over range. Perfect. I have to disagree with that one, that's a really good answer. Um, RDX, let's move around the room. I'm gonna throw a clanger in because I do. Um, I would say someone starting, I would go with your recent sort of um, findings that you put out on YouTube, get a cheap. Longer M4 M16 base, a very low cap magazine, stick it on single shot and give the whole thing a go. Get used to playing an that AG. sort of game. Yeah, play. fair. Um, Alex, Alpha Pew Pew. What's up? Yeah, it's all ghillie mode if you really want to go for You go for M4 as well? M4 as well. M4, okay. Like that. Foxy? Um, two, I think I've got two thoughts. If you want to be a sneaky, sneaky long shot player, then it's the, the MK, so you can practice your stealth skills. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you want to be a sharpshooter, then anything that can launch a heavy BB yeah. long distance yeah. and single fire. Okay. Mm. Nornuk? Well, I've only really got the MK or VSR. Okay. So as a beginner, as a beginner, would you buy if you could if you could only buy from a shop and you didn't know a tech, would you honestly go for it? A VSL, we go Simer and just use it, or I did. I went for a well. Okay, still there strong. we go. Yeah, Norlet though is smarter than most people. He knows <laughs> sniper <laughs> ops owl, and he can figure this stuff out. So he's smarter than most people. So his answer may not be suitable for all average players. <laughs> Parental um, but am I going to put the young Smithy? one to say this? What you going to say, Smithy? You begin a sniper. Does half work? It's the SSG, isn't it? I knew you were going to say that. Well, yeah. it is though. Yeah. It is. It's just. It is. Yeah. It just okay. it does work though. We it's it's all right. It works. Yeah, it's it works. Good it's range. It's we good have to take yeah, Matt Yeah, Matt is a big factor with the SSG though. A beginner airsoft player might not want to shell out that sort of money. How much money? What? Four hundred. Four hundred. Five hundred after the imports. Yeah. £500 plus a scope. Yeah, but the thing is, if they buy that as a beginner, they can still keep that and use that right through. And they can resell it. It's not that good. No, it's just just the price tag. You can't. What about a high powered spring shotgun? Yeah, with that. That's good. You ran a spring shotgun. I did. I did. That thing was evil. Yeah. Peter. That is, yeah. Let me go for the valve. One of the wells, yeah. because they have some well, power, not that bad accuracy. Some of them are nearly 500 FPS. So, before I give my answer, then we've had one player, two players for the MK. We've had a VSR, we've had just a, a pistol. I am going to say SSG as well. 
for a beginner sniper rifle because it's it's really <laughs> it's reliable it does what it's, it doesn't know no it doesn't do what it says on the tin so it doesn't shoot it doesn't shoot it doesn't shoot 100 meters but if you ignore what it says on the tin and you know what it does realistically which is good range good accuracy Who's and reliable I've shot three. So we've all yeah. shot yes, yeah. They're good. They're not oh, bad. Oh, no, I have, yeah. Sorry, no, yeah. No, no, no one's saying they're bad. I just think it's, it's loud. Yeah, it's loud. Are we going to see some SSG footage on YouTube? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't use it. I wouldn't use it because it's not good enough. It's not It's not as good as an SRS. No, it's no. not as good <laughs> as a tuned VSR. It's not... Nowhere near as stealthy as a Mark 23 pistol. It can do none of those things. It's louder than an M4 AEG. You can hear it from like a kilometre away. But if you want to start sniping and start hitting people at long range, and you haven't got the technology, I'd speak to a gun. Do you know what? To be fair though, when I first started, and Alex will back me up on this because we started at the same time, Mm. I had no idea about how to take a sniper rifle. Sheer on the base, the base merit of a Tokyo Marui VSR, I went out and bought one, and like I've said to you before, the only parts we had back then was PDI and Lalax. I found a good shop on basically just doing research of where I could get it teched, and I had all Lalax stuff put in it, didn't I? Yeah, and it, it was fantastic. Yeah, but people don't get that same service. It's where no. I've had the same thing. A guy sent me a rifle that he bought from... I think it was zero, zero, one, one of mm-hmm. the big shops, and the piston had like been dipped in bone shit. Oh right. Since so. He, he was sh- unlucky then, really. Yeah, but, but again, mm. the beginner's not going to know. He's going to mm. get it up, yeah. buy the upgrades, get it back, cocking it, and it's literally like you've got to knock the bolt back around that, get it going. Mm. It's awful. The, the, I think the reason this question keeps but coming SSG up. does work to a, mm. a decent. Level, yeah. Yeah. whereas, and that's why that's why Norwich has done so well with it because it does fill a space in the market. Yeah. This is the reason yeah. the question keeps coming up over and over again. We are all, I think, we're all pretty confident snipers. We are pretty passionate about what we do, and even amongst ourselves, we cannot agree yeah. amongst it. Look, we've all so, given different answers. Well, what I will say, we've got to agree on. That you can't go cheap. On no. any sniper rifle, no, 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 unless you're doing the MK23 pistol. If money is an if money is an issue, you can't. But again, even with the MK, rifle. you're not feeling the filling the role that it's a sniper. Well, it can be a sniper. Oh. Oh. If you want to go pure, well, no, the receiver's got a bit more on the receiving end. Look, yeah, yeah. yeah. The result, the result. But can you buy a two ton SMG? Yeah, solid though. Oh. That's a good question. Well, that, no, no, you can't. I don't think you can. I've got here. I missed the question. That's a damn good point. You can't buy them, but you can buy them from certain shops. Yeah, I think they could do it for you. No, it just comes directly. It comes directly. I completely null and voided this question. The SSG is a no go because you can't do it. Not for the UK. If it's a purely beginner, if you sure. have not played airsoft before, you can't do it. That is like, he just destroyed the argument. On Instagram, uh, double dot sniper saying the strike is cheaper, but again, with a striker, stock internals are garbage. I, I don't yeah. have anything against the striker. I love the way it looks. I quite like yeah. it. It's a nice, yeah, we like it. We like it. It's not the underdog, is it? It's like the plucky underdog. I'm tempted to get a short version of the striker myself. But it's just Everyone wants one. Mm. Let's face it. Yeah, cool. just but I will tinker it. You know what? There's this one thing I think is going 2019, I don't think we're going to answer this question. No, we're not. No, I think no. this time next year, it'll we'll keep still going it and it will still keep going. And it's a great debate. We'll just have to wait until Kicking Mustang comes out with a sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> just, just spend the money and get um, money. Uh, speak to Gunsmith. Yeah, just, <laughs> exactly what he said. No, yeah. just get an, uh, Or a Gunsmith SRS. sniper rifle. Yes. Yeah, they're all right. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on from that. That's a great question and a great debate. Let's move on. Good job. Um, Cameron Heath has asked me, um, how would I say making airsoft content for YouTube has affected my playstyle attitude towards airsoft? Um, A few of us in here have tried recording, and we most of us have put out videos. Brad, have you put out? You haven't put out videos, have you? Not so much. You haven't put out videos. 
Peter, you no, haven't. Not, Smithy not. has, Nordic has, Foxy I has. Have, yeah. still, one, you have. You've done the real stuff. Yeah. And I obviously do do it way too much. Yeah. I probably should do what's good for my health. <clears throat> um, how do I think it affects my play? It certainly it, it hasn't affected my play. I played Airsoft for a long time before I even thought about recording. Um, and my play style has become became second nature to me. I mastered that before I even thought about recording. Often I will see people sending me questions or, or chatting and they'll say, I've just started airsoft sniping, what camera do I need? That's you're gonna find it's gonna mess you up because when you're when you're recording, it's very distracting. And unless that play style is second nature to you and you do it without thinking or it becomes instinctive if you are thinking about your cameras thinking about the battery thinking about the memory the wires making sure everything is is set up i've got two battery packs just on my gun my head cams i've got 360 cams yeah it's distracting and unless you are completely comfortable in your play style and how you are um, operating in the field it's gonna impact you it's gonna mess you up and i think perhaps smithy has said recently that he just finds it too distracting um, is that would you, would you yeah I wouldn't say it's, it's not distracting it's because when you're beginning to do the recording you haven't got all the battery packs you've got your two cameras it's a lot to think about isn't it and to save on the memory cards as well because you can kill a memory card really quickly when you're recording mm -hmm. decent footage is that you get killed or you know you get hit out and you stop recording and then when you go back to respawn then you come back in again you get halfway into the match and you forgot to hit the record button so yeah. it's, it's quite difficult. If you've got the money, you've got the and you can afford to buy all the power packs and all the big memory cards and you just set them off at the beginning yeah. of the morning and let them run for four hours, great. That's but exactly what I do. It, but it's still, it's heavy. It's still Your awkward. Gun, it's a heavy. lot of yeah. footage. My gun is heavy. If I'm playing, if I was playing at a, like at Sniper Ops, when we all play a Sniper Ops event, we, none of us record. I don't record because it's hard to get the footage to record and, it just, and we want to win. We want to we want to shoot yeah. And it's not only is it boring to record, it's also that, that extra weight and that extra distraction could be the difference between yeah. winning and losing the game. So when people are beginning out to, to do the airsoft camera thing, it's they're not gonna wanna spend six hundred quid on equipment. You know, yeah, you've got to cut the gun. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. the other thing. So, so yeah, one thing think you that. can think about is the uh, reverse is why you wouldn't want to start recording. And it's, um, I guess one, the main point is that it does affect your gameplay. You are thinking about, okay, how can I best record this next scene effectively? How can I approach this base where I'm going to get the best, you know, assault that's going to be captured on, on mm -hmm. camera? And that does change the way you play. You're more worried about how you're going to capture the scene than you will to actually accomplish it. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that is something you need to consider as well, like whether you, Recording your gameplay is the right decision for you. You have to be really comfortable with yourself and your playstyle and, and, and your confidence to actually do the goal first before actually accomplishing the recording of the goal. I agree with that. Yeah, it's the reason why I haven't started yet. So, for my, for my personally, I got to the stage where I was thinking I'm putting off some pretty cool things and I wanted to share that. Um, Got myself in these situations and pulling off some pretty cool stealth moments, and I wanted to share that. Um, I think if you're just starting out, I think you need to focus on your style and your techniques and your your um, mastering your game before you even think about playing. Yeah. Uh, before you yeah. think about recording, um, it's a good question. It does impact you um, definitely. Um, let's get forward to some other questions. Who in the room has made the actual longest shot? Do we know who's made the longest shot in the room? Have Ooh. we? It's, it's a tough question. I mean, airsoft. Yeah, airsoft. Yeah, airsoft. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Air in, in game and longest game. And I, oh my god, I made some stupid shots at the top of a valley, way yeah. beyond 120. Just because you were dead shooting downhill. Ridiculous. Yeah. Airsoft meter. Airsoft <laughs> meters. Yeah. Real meter. No, real meter. No, it was. It was. It was. I'm, I'm, I'm still. Is that with Smith? I mean, when we're switching our guns, they're doing backing that. Backing that, back that guys out. Yeah. We were just getting a hell of a long range with your yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. It's really going. There was, so it was point fours. I had no wind at uh, National Airsoft Festival last year. 
Um, the valley, which is why I keep saying to all the guys in this room, we need to go yeah, because it's, it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and if we get in that valley, all 10 of us what, or whatever. Within UK limits at 2.5 joules, what yeah. is the longest shot? Flat. Not, not kill, because it's very hard to confirm kills and range. It's very hard. What is the longest range? My SRS at 2.5 joules is 102 meters, which I'm recording yeah. out back. Later range fine, hitting my fence. That's not that's not effective. That's maximum range. Max, yeah. What is the maximum that we have recorded with a laser range finder at 2.5 joules? Well, it's probably you around around the laser range from when we played at the sand pit on that hill down to the helicopter. Oh, do you remember that one with no. Bear? Yeah. That was long, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Do you remember that one with Bear? Does it include the sand pit? Me. Yeah, there's maximum range. What is the maximum? The maximum I know that my life transfers in a car. And what power? Uh, <laughs> sub two joules. Really? Wow. Uh, like 1.8. Wow. Yeah, somebody's going to say like the, you know, they're they're the, the mountain, 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 We'd I'd rather we'd, not kill someone. The closest yeah. effective range yeah. without being, for us, effective range is not being seen, not being detected. So it's not about maximum range. Around about 13 the closest allowed. effective yeah. range we can have. I don't know. Yeah. It's we can tell we're not that excited about that question. It's not a bad question, but you can hear from us as experienced snipers. Maximum range is not the most important thing. We need to nice do. and crack off that long, long one. Satisfied. It's a thing of beauty. Okay, let's move on. Um, an SRS question. What in a barrel do we all use in our SRS? I use a PDI. If I wasn't using a PDI, I would use the standard SRS barrel. Um, Peter, what is your choice uh, in a barrel if you weren't using a PDI? Do you, do you use an SRS? No. You use I have a Barton. Okay. Good man. Yeah. And I'm using the Crazy Jet now. Like I used the, the modified barrel before that, and it's about the same. Okay. They're both very good. Smithy, what barrel do you use in your SRS? Uh, I've got, two, at the minute, I've got the TNT, which I also have in my KCO2, and again with the TR Buckings, really, really good. The yeah. is also good. Yeah. With the uh, Super Bucking. Yeah, sweet. Uh, Nornick, what do you use in your VSR? Yeah, I was going to say VSR. I don't have an SRS, so some give me an SRS and then I can't answer that question. But <laughs> VSR, I think it's a PDI. I've had it in there a few years. If you can't use a PDI, what would you probably use? Ca probably a crazy jet now. Okay. No. Fox here? Foxy. Hmm, I've got a couple. I'll use a 540 crazy jet in one, my 22 inch. And G spec, I've got a 300mm TNT. Um, I've also got a customised stock barrel because the stock barrel is very, very good. Actually. It is good barrel. Well. Yeah. Good barrel. Uh, pew pew. Uh, I've got a TNT in my BSR. Yeah. Um, but I've got also I've got a very short crazy jet in my Polar Star, which is two sixty, and that thing is chucking the beagles out. Okay. So. Uh, in my BSR, I currently have the standard TM barrel. With a um, Autobot bucking, I believe, mm -hmm. and the Maple Leaf arm, but I do have a Crazy Jet, which I'm about to put in it at some point. Okay. And um, Brad, what are you using your um, MK? I'm always trying to keep up to date. So at the moment, it's a TNT. But if I was to recommend a new barrel, besides the stock one, I'd probably say ZCI um, for the price. You know, it's probably about fifteen pounds for. A, New barrel, um, and mm. the quality is pretty damn. Isn't these ZCI good. guys? Aren't they a couple of the old PDI guys that left and set up their own oh, shop? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. Lambda. I was at Lambda. Yeah. Lambda. Yeah. But mm. ZCI's um, mm. quality, quality barrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know some. Yeah, ZCI. Yeah. They're just in what they like, six oh one. They've been around a long time. ZCI. Yeah, ZCI. Yeah. Horace Reed. I a general question. It's quite cool. And he said he's new to the channel. Uh, the Kicking Mustang YouTube channel, but he's kind of um, would like to know a bit more about all of us and um, how we got into this style of play because he feels like he's watching a bunch of ghosts. Let's expand that a little wow. bit, let's um, condense this into a, a uh, the question why do we like this style of play? 
Um, what? Why do we use this style of play? Why do we all like ghillie suits? Why do we like stealth rather than, say, an assault role or a support gunner? Um, let's start with Brad and let's then move around uh, anti-clockwise. Um, I guess for me it's because I started with AEGs and then I slowly moved into less uh, effective weapons like to a gas MP7 and to a spring shotgun and then eventually the Mark 23. And it's just more of a test of yourself, your, your own ability and to see what you can accomplish with less uh, tools effectively. And the personal challenge. Right, yeah. yeah. And then obviously sniping. Um, I wasn't sure I wanted to be a sniper, so I started stalking and uh, trying out stuff and seeing how close I can get to people as a personal challenge and, yeah. and just really using as little as I had and that would just be a pistol. Um, and that was really, for me, how I got into it. So. Yeah, I can definitely, um, I can definitely sympathise with that kind of feel. I often don't even think of myself as a sniper, mm. more of a, a stalker. And the fact, you know, I use a bolt action rifle, but perhaps it's not. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think of myself as a sniper. I think more that more ninja stalker. I prefer ninja. thinking of myself more of a, like a, a stalky ninja kind of player rather than a, a sniper. Um, RDX, do you have anything to? Um, any thoughts on this subject? And I don't know if Alex would agree. I think with us, well, with me especially, years of doing airsoft, I just try and keep stuff fresh. I like all styles of gameplay. I like being a support gunner. I like being a sniper. I like being a rifleman. But with the sniper role, it's just it just drags me in more. I'm more interested in it because it is hunting, mm. and it yeah. you can tran transfer over to real steel with it. I.e., you can go out and hunt a rabbit the same way you would go and hunt an airsoft sort of thing. Use those same tactics, mm. i.e., the your camouflage and everything with it. So it works. What about you, Foxy? Do you have have you always played? Do you play airsoft for a while? Have you? Yeah, I started two thousand six, five somewhere. Right. And have you always played this style? No, I started off with a good old classic M four. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I still got it. Um, P ninety. I've still got that. That's fifteen year old now. I think. It's not naughty little gun. That is. Yeah, Very it's naughty. Yeah, it's lovely. Isn't it? <laughs> um, then I got the MK23 and it's like silent, long range, and then I started to get old, so it's like running around. Slow down, right? Yeah, so it's like, then it's like, first time I started playing Giddy Sniper at my local site, I was the first one, or there was only two of us, and it changed the entire dynamic of the game. And like, the afterwards, the owners came up and said, look, this is a nightmare when you're out there, because everyone's like scared or they hunt for you. So good. And it takes people away from objectives. <laughs> so and it's like, just hunting people, it's like, up the, up the <clears> skill <throat> level, I think. I have a new objective when I play, which is don't get seen, don't get shot. So that's my first objective. Don't get <laughs> seen, don't get shot. The whole day never works. It doesn't work. You usually get team kill. Yeah, <laughs> team kill. You either yeah. get team kill first thing, or you just get bored, mainly me, and you're, yeah, you're a nightmare. <laughs> Speaking of bored, hunting. Uh, yeah, that's what I normally do now. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was when I first started. Yeah. Is when I started planning your life so, I, uh, so, so why is it you why why do you can you put it into one or two sentence, sentences why you like this style of play? What did you get out of it? Um because I play that way even in four. There's there's no need to rattle off rounds standing behind a barricade, it's just not the gameplay. I was always in the flanking and trying to get to the back end of people where they had no defence. They There was nobody there to defend themselves. So, so you, you do it due to an effectiveness. You just think it's the way to, to effectively win the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it is it's a game. And then been six months of playing, I was, I'd done my 24-hour game with uh, you and Kenny for Australia. Mm. That was it. That was that. Peter, can you add anything to this? Yeah, for me, it's yeah. I was always trying to outsmart people and and think with their heads. Yeah, and this style, it's the most. I, yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. I'm I'm with Peter on that, and I think it's a it's a thinking game and an outsmarting mm. game rather than predict what they are going to do and stop yeah. that. Yeah, very satisfying, satisfying, isn't it? It's a, it's very satisfying to get that one shot, outsmart them, ping that one shot off them, and and move on rather than using just the brute force you feel that you've actually achieved something really special yeah. for that moment yeah let's let's move on we've got to i've got quite a few upgrade questions about srs and vsr um 
let's move around the room and <coughs> rather than take all these questions individually, let's say if you had to use one upgrade in either an SRS or a VSR, which upgrade would you use? Ooh, sorry, just um, the one. Yeah, sorry. you I've, can only pick one. I've got an easy one for me. So Fox Eagle. Yeah, for me for either of them, I would it's a nice easy DIY DIY mod and I'll just increase the weight of the piston. Okay. Heavy that's, piston. That'd be it. Um Alpha? Smithy's arm. Gunsmithy arm. Love it. I'm actually thinking, yeah. if I'm honest. Because I've had so much effective kills with my HPA running one jewel about running my sniper one jewel with Smithy's arm with a heavy and ball. with a heavy ball and having much fun. Okay. Nornick? <coughs> Mark twenty three just that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's not VSR. That's not you I can't know. do yeah, you can't yeah. do mag stacks on the VSR. No. What would you go for on the VSR or SRS? I might have to say pop pause. I'd love it. Well. Smithies. Or maybe my Gunsmithy, own. what's your upgrade? <laughs> See, the, the thing is, the way I look at it, um, you can't pick your you can't no, pick your own. thing because even <laughs> in what I said in one of my Instagram things, my hop arm is just another way to apply hop. But with the weighted piston, the wasp itself, and how it works in the SRS, I think it's just outright amazing. I think it's a real top end product. Mm. Peter, and then we'll spin that down. Well, maybe DIY mods. Such as just shimming the whole arm and things like that. Yeah, because it takes up to the next level. Yeah, from, from a basic gun. Easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool. Oh, yes. I would go with uh, because I run it in my VSR. I've got the Gen One Wasp in my VSR, and I'm sold. Wasp, okay. Uh, with my blog background, DIY mods are like the bread and butter. So I'd say like. Beef valve depressor with proper dampening materials that nice. you can purchase from any home sort of DIY shop. Just buy stock suppressor or even a you know really cheap aftermarket one and just fill it up with anything. Make it quiet and make it quiet. That will make a world of difference to the performance of nice. um, of a gun. Um, I am going to. Some good ones here. I like Brad's silent. I like that Brad's one. silent one. That's, That's a very good one. We're all going for heavy pistons and we're all saying wasp pistons and TDCs and accuracy. And accuracy. Yeah, but then Brad throws in the silence. And Listen, I, I, I've been, I was using this at the weekend. Did I change? It's only an AG. This is a Tokyo Marie Type 89 AG. Did I change the power? No. The hop. I think I've got a maple leaf in there. It's been in there for an age. But what did I change? I changed the silencer. And could I say the same for the SRS and the VSR? Maybe. You go quiet. Maybe. Before the wasp came out, out before we had heavy pistons, sure. uh, you know, the first thing we started doing was like adding dampening material to the suppressor yeah. that we were using. And that was like... If you're going to spend money, wasp. If you're going to do... If you have, you're limited by budget, you go for DIY Peter's DIY mods like shimming the hop arm, yeah, um, PTFE taping, perhaps doing a DIY um, nub for the hop to give more pressure, and I would go for Brad's. Yeah. If you've got the cash, go for a, well, uh, go for a wasp. wasp piston. They're back in January. Yeah, I am slightly excited. Great stuff, really, really, really good info here. Really good info, good knowledge. I'm tempted to sit one in my MSR. Here. Um, and Ike asks, what do you most enjoy about the sport? And if you compare it um, to the past, do you still get the thrill that you used to? Um, for me, I love these awesome guys that I play with. I love them. I love this. We've got a really cool, the Sniper Ops group and the community that's come together in the Sniper Ops group. Um, I, I get a real buzz from seeing everyone sharing knowledge in there, uh, learning about this style of play. And without... The great thing about this Gilly stuff, it doesn't cost loads of money. It's just the crafting and these people being um, really creative and they're sharing this knowledge and seeing more and more people building their own leaf suits um, and sharing this passion and to be able to come together with these guys, play sniper ops games and be together. This great bunch of guys who I've got here um, is absolutely awesome. Do I still get the same buzz that I used to? Hell yeah, sure. Um, Peter, what about you, sir? Yeah, sure I do. 
I love to <laughs> push myself each time I go out there and play. So be better and better. Just, kill, just kill Camp for me. It's just a number game. Like golf, <laughs> yeah. Just racking up so, those yeah, numbers. It's a level three-figure goal. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's particularly when members of the other team are like within touching distance and they have no idea that. Oh yeah, the silence yeah. ninja kills. Yeah, proper ninja kills. Hunting, hunting, hunting. I never forget. Boxing. For me, I love the community. Like meeting all you guys. I mean, it's not even been a year yet, but I've had such a blast. And I just like going to a skirmish site or any other game, and then get talk to people, and then like, oh, are you are you part of the Cyclops group? Yeah, yeah, I'm part of the Cyclops group. And it's just like you know, just building relationships and people sending you messages and yeah, yeah bringing us all together. It's, it's a really giving community. Everyone shares knowledge. Definitely, yeah. It's like. <laughs> No one really tried to get anything. No one could try and get anything out of it. We just love sharing this, the, the knowledge and the style as well. Yeah, it's good banter. Alpha? Um, it's better than paintball. <laughs> Very good. It's a good start. Uh, RDX? <laughs> um, disqualified. <laughs> You still need to HPA. There's too many things to list, to be honest. <laughs> too many things to list. Brad, what was the question? Uh, what you is... can't say Mark 23. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you love most about this, this thing we do? Yeah. And do you still get the buzz that um, you still want I do get the buzz because for me it's still very fresh. Um, and in a way it's very, very fresh. Um, it's, it's a kind of gameplay that hasn't really been experienced very much. Um, so by m my playing of it, I'm introducing you know, still quite a lot of players to the aspect of um, stealth play and also concealment and I've noticed in the last year since I've been part of the community really um, people are being more aware to, of, of that kind of play and actually starting to try it themselves as well and so for me that, that is also driving force um, and, and why I continue to do it Wicked yeah. no, Awesome stuff Listen guys I think we've been running for a good hour or so now um, I think we had some really cool questions from the community, uh, from the YouTube channel and from the Snipebox group. Uh, I just want to say before we sign off um, on the podcast, thank you to um, not only um, everybody on the YouTube channel for supporting what I've done, but I also want to say thank you to uh, the community and um, thank you to everybody who supports the Snipebox group and been part of this awesome community and... Um, it's just been an incredible year and I'm looking forward to uh, 2019. Super excited about uh, what it has installed for us and the Snipebox community uh, and the Kicking Mustang channel. On that note, guys, thank you very much for, for um, joining us uh, this week, this month, and we'll be back uh, next month for another uh, Kicking Mustang podcast. Uh, guys, have a, a great uh, year, end of the year, great New Year's party, whatever you are spending it, and we will see you in the new year. See you later. Ciao. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.